Hey everybody, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast. I'm Matt Rossi. I'm the host. With me this week are my two dark and spooky, because we were talking about dark and spooky stuff, and we'll be talking about more dark and spooky stuff. Uh, Liz Harper and Joe Perez, you guys, uh, I wish something had happened about Diablo so we could talk about Diablo. Unfortunately, nothing did happen. So anyway, no, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> uh, quite a bit actually happened. Uh, the IGN Fan Fest 2023 had some some a fair amount of Diablo 4 news, um, including the opening in-game cinematic. By in-game cinematic, I mean it's not one of the big pre-rendered, you know, types of cinematics we've seen. It, it is literally an in-game engine created cinematic that has your character in it. And as a result, when what you see is basically just the one person's character going through the start, uh, which is interesting to me, but go ahead. I, yeah, I mean, it's cool to be able to see yourself because one of the big things about Diablo 4 is that you have this huge character customization thing, which uh, Diablo has not done before. No, like, no, remember, remember Diablo 1, you couldn't even pick gender. I don't think Diablo 2, you could either. Nope. Yeah, it's Diablo. It was Diablo 3. We were three games into the series before you could even choose your character's gender. Yep. And 4 is going to have all this customization that you could see in game and see all of this cool stuff. And it's going to be in the cinematics. Yeah. So that is really cool. Uh, They also, we, we now know when the, both the early access and the actual open beta are going to go. Unlike, you know, if you're a world of Warcraft player, you may be used to beta periods that last months. This is not going to be that. This is going to be the weekends. Um, Early access. I want to say it's the 17th of March. Uh, March 17th through the 19th is the early access weekend for uh, people who have pre-ordered the game. Mm-hmm. And then the actual open, I want to say open beta. Um, yeah. Open play uh, session will be the, the following week. Yeah. March 24th to 26th. And it's not open in between those times. It's weekends yeah. only. Yeah, uh, it, the one it's more like a stress test. Yeah. They did. They did mention that. Um I mean, one interesting thing is, is if you're in the first, the early access beta, your progress will carry on to the second weekend of beta. So you can like keep progressing. I don't know if that's really a selling point because your progression will be wiped when the actual game releases, but you'll be able to get a little ahead of the curve on the beta testing. I think it's actually more aimed at them having some people come in and test the early stuff and have some people who've done the early stuff who can mm-hmm. go further and so they can test further and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, that it, makes it, sense. Yeah. In terms of it though, that that's that's pretty big news. Um Blizzard released a video which um I'm gonna be charitable here and say <laughs> doesn't doesn't really reveal anything specific. It, it's mostly just look at how pretty the game is gonna be, look at all these cool zones. Look at these, you know, here's here's people who worked on the game talking about the thing they liked working on. And I'm always happy to see people be excited about the thing that they did that they really like doing. But in no way is any of this groundbreaking. Um, we knew all of this. Uh, it is all stuff we knew. Um, it, it feels like a video that is just not for us, us, <laughs> the mega fans who have been following Diablo 4 since before there was a Diablo 4. It's like, this is a really overview thing about the environment and the world that's kind of meant for people who've maybe never played a Diablo game. Which... Yeah, or haven't played in a long time. Yeah. Like if, if you the... took Diablo 3 off because you didn't like it, hmm. this is videos like, that's like, no, this is going to be much more like Diablo 2. Uh, it's going to be darker and, and the, the, the art tone is more sinister. It's like, 
okay, so it's it's telling people, okay, you if you liked this, you can come back and do this, mm-hmm. which is not a surprise. I mean, there's there's a lot of people who didn't play Diablo three, so yeah, um, you you do want to get them to come back. Uh, at the same time, I, I, Diablo three is really good, so I, certainly I have a, no, that's true. It's been here for over a decade now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we I, will be I, talking more about that, but go ahead, listen. Yeah, I I have a question for y'all. So one of the things they talked about in the video they released today was that Diablo 4 has this darker tone that harkens back to Diablo 2. And I always thought, I, I've heard a lot of people say that Diablo 3 is like not dark enough, not gothic enough, but I've never felt that about Diablo 3. I mean, obviously, you've got Whimsy Shire, which is its own thing, but, uh, you know, Diablo 3 always did feel like it fit into the series. Like it wasn't a hugely different tone. What do y'all think? Do you think Diablo three was too big of a digression on the, the art design? Was it too colorful? I'm going to let Joe go first. I have no input at this point. So go ahead, Matt. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. I was trying to let people talk and they don't want to try to let them talk. They won't talk. Uh, uh, basically my take on it is pretty cynical. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people did, in fact, look at the fact that it was uh, visually brighter. For one thing, uh, a game that comes out in like 2000 versus a game that comes out in 2012, the graphics in Diablo 3 are just better than the yeah. original Diablo 2. I'm not saying they're better than Diablo 2 Resurrected, but they were better than Diablo 2. Uh, that's not a dig at Diablo 2. Again, 12 years of, of progression. It should look better. Um, but that's the, because you could see more there's always a decision to be made. Do you show more or not? Diablo mm-hmm. two does a lot with darkness and shadow and not showing you things because if it showed it to you, it would be kind of ugly and dumb. Uh, you know, just, we, we can't render this as well as, as we, we can imagine it, but by Diablo three, they could render it pretty close. If you look at the difference between the butcher in return to Tristram, I think return to Tristram is the absolute example of this. They deliberately, when you go play the Return of Tristram, the first thing you notice is they have muted the color palette down. Hmm. The color palette in normal Diablo 3 is bright. It's not It's not bright. Like It doesn't look like you're, you know, most of the time, it, the game does not look like you're in Whimsyshire. But there's very vivid reds and blues. And it, there's not a lot of that blue-orange thing. They don't do that a lot. It's just st- stuff pops. Mm-hmm. And Diablo 2 is infamously not a game where stuff pops unless it's actually like an eye popping. Like, you know, it's there's there's none of that visual grab. It's it's murky and dark. And I almost want to call it splatterpunk or mm-hmm. splatter goth because it is that kind of aesthetic where, you know, you walk into a room and there's corpses everywhere and there's blood all over the place. And you're like, OK, what happened here? And then, of course, the demon dogs show up. And you're like, oh, that happened. Um so I think that that was a problem for it. I think a lot of people just were not ready for mm-hmm. a a more varied color palette in Diablo 3. In terms of the story, there is also the fact that because your character is a Nephilim in Diablo 3, a, a fully realized mm-hmm. Nephilim, you are you you are growing into almost godlike power as you play. Now, in Diablo 2, your character had godlike power, but it's not narratively there. Mhm. It's, it's there in that your character can blow up waves of demons, but in the narrative, you're still just that adventurer who showed up and was like, okay, whatever. Um, whereas in Diablo 3, the narrative is you are 
so dangerous that the that heaven and hell alike are nervous in your presence. You are this thing that you are no longer human and you become less and less human as you go. By the time that you you play through the content of Reaper of Souls, you are you are as so detached from humanity that you have mastered the power of death itself. And it it is it is a definitely again I I think it comes down to the tone is less horrific. It's less of horror game. Not that the original Diablo or Diablo two were really a horror game, but there's horrible moments even in the action RPG elements of it. Whereas Diablo three more fully embraces being an action RPG. Um, it's not about demons and the effect they have on the world. It's about killing them. Whereas I think in Diablo four, they're definitely trying to go back to that feeling of, you yeah. know, yes, you're a hero. Yes. You're fighting in darkness, but look at what the darkness does to the world. Look at what it does to these people. There, there's a price that you, that gets paid so that you can be a hero. And, and it's, it's interesting. I definitely don't think that Diablo three is not fit in the series. I think that's a ridiculous argument. People who make that argument, I mean, you're just never going to be satisfied. You'll come up with a reason why Diablo four doesn't count. Uh, if you decide you don't like it. Um, but regardless, I do definitely think there is a tonal shift between the two games. I think that Diablo two is very much a look at the world that broke and Diablo three is very much. I don't care. Where is my loot? <laughs> The pacing of Diablo three contributes to that a whole lot. Oh yeah, because it's just it's it's frantic from yeah. start Joe, to finish. I know you've got stuff to say about the pacing of Diablo three because we've had that. Conversation. Yeah, I mean, I do. I definitely have stuff to to say about that. I mean, the the pacing of Diablo three is just it's breakneck, right? It's it's fast. It's mm-hmm. super super quick, and that's sort of the whole point. It feeds into what Matt's talking about it being, uh, you know the the leaning into the air the action RPG elements of it um, because that's what it's doing, right? It's, it's trying to keep up this frantic pace. It's trying to keep you going from point to point. It's about explosions. It's about dealing damage and like killing demons uh, versus Diablo two, which was much more deliberate uh, and even more deliberate was Diablo one where it was, you know, you couldn't even run in Diablo one. Um <laughs> Many people forget that. Don't know why it it sticks with you. But Diablo Four, we and we were talking about this before. It seems to be setting up, uh, moving more into the story elements and having that sort of uh, a cadence between the two elements of having the slow, deliberate pace, but the actioning moments in between as well. So it'll deliver the story con the story beats as well as give you those those frantic moments. It's just not all going to be, uh, you know upper BPM type moments. And it's not all going to be deliberate lulls that are trying to, to give an atmosphere. It's going to be somewhere in between. And I'm kind of okay for it. Like, I think that, I think that's, it's good for it to do its own thing in regards to that. And that's my opinion. I hope, I hope we answered some <laughs> question there. I mean, you answered a question that I asked, which, uh, yeah, I was curious. All right. Well then let's talk about, since we just talked about it for a bit, let's talk about the fact that, Whilst all this preparing for Diablo 4 is going on, Diablo 3 still has stuff to show us. Um, Starting on the 24th of February, which as we're recording this is three days in the future, but who knows, you may be listening to it after. Uh, On February 24th, season 28 is starting because season 27 just ended this Sunday. As Again, Mm -hmm. as we're recording. Um, When it starts, it will be the... The, se- the Altar of Sacrifice season, or I don't remember what they're calling it. I just know that the Altar <laughs> of Sacrifice is the main mechanic. Um, but it's 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 a it's a big, wild season. 
Um, this is this is this is like saying, okay, we got one more season. What what do we do for our season theme? Well, we have twenty se- we have these twenty different ideas. Let's just use them all. <laughs> and that's what they've done. Um, it is substantial. Go ahead, let's. Mm-hmm. We don't actually know if this is the last season, but it seems it certainly seems like it might be because if of it the is, yeah. coming out. Yeah, and it's so big, it really feels like a swan song for the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they've added in what would effectively, I could have seen this system coming for an expansion. Like mm-hmm. seriously, I could have seen, I could have imagined a Diablo three expansion uh, that had this as its end game. It, this this new kind of Paragon Plus system, which does, as I think it was you and Joe both pointed out, that it kind of looks like the way Diablo 4's Paragon system is going to work with the tiles. Uh, it, it's, it has certain similarities thematically, uh, and it might very well be intended to kind of serve as a, as a way for people to get used to that concept. Uh, but yeah, uh, it is. I don't know. It, it's definitely got a lot of moving parts. Um, like I said, I think I wrote a post because you had specifically said, you know, we need a post about how to get the staff of hurting. Yeah. And so I remember any post saying, yes, remember this incredibly hard to get thing? We'll get ready to get it and make it and then just throw it in a, in a wood chipper. <laughs> Matt <laughs> has mentioned the destruction thing. of it multiple times, and I think we know what chord that strikes with him. I have been charting this. Every time we talk about it, he brings it up, and I can hear the pain of the voice. It's terrifying, <laughs> man. You have any idea how hard it is to find Chiltara? <sighs> that guy is not up. <laughs> She's just not up. I'm I'm gonna jump in here and say for people who have not been following Diablo 3's latest season, uh, season 28 is introducing an entirely new talent tree, which uh, and it's not just a talent tree where it's like you level up and you get a point and you put a point in the talent tree. No, it's a talent tree where you want a new talent. Well, you have to give something up. You've got to give away a lot of blood shards. Or maybe sacrifice your staff of hurting if you want that next level of power. Yeah, and it's, it's also customizable mm-hmm. which tier of talent you're doing this stuff for. Like, because it unlo- the unlock costs are linear, whereas the option of which talent to pick is not linear. It's it's a tree. It branches. So you could you could go straight down the tree and just like pick one 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 and just get to the bottom as fast as possible. Uh, and then go back in and fill in stuff, and thus the the costs of of things up there might cost less because you zoom to it, or you can spend your time picking out stuff as you go and 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 expanding out the tree. But that's going to make the further on stuff be more expensive because again, every time you buy one of these talents, it's got it's on the next tier of of cost, and some of them are, are, are nothing special. Like you know, sure, like twenty five hundred blood shards, I'll, I'll get there. You know, it's not like hopefully this time the one random place I need to exist <laughs> in order to like finish this thing. Like there's one where you have to get a, a, a specific book drop out of the 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 dungeon set dungeons, like the, the various set dungeons that they have in the game. Mm-hmm. You have to go and run them and you have to run them repeatedly because the item might not drop. So you could run it. You could run it and, you know, back to needs to complete it, but not get the drops. So and I have to do it again. And the set dungeons in Diablo are, some are okay. Some of the Diablo 3 set dungeons are okay. Some of them are nightmares from which you will never awaken. They will <laughs> haunt you until the day you'll be on your deathbed with your family and loved ones around you, your significant other cradling your hand and saying, you can let go, it's time to rest. And you'll go, oh God, the barbarian swirl and waste dungeon. Oh, why am I here? 
So yeah, so, so, so you can see that, that that I have in fact I'm I'm kind of excitedly dreading this season. Like I, I want it to come and I want to play with it, but at the same time I'm like, do I really want to? Because <laughs> man, right. that staff of herding is not easy to make, and then I just got to throw it in a wood chipper, and it's just like, <laughs> like so some demon somewhere can snort up the dust of the the staff, and then I get to unlock a talent. Yay! And, but at the same time, if this is going to be the last season, maybe you need something that in depth to actually play through. I don't maybe. know. Yeah, it is. And if it's not the last season, then what are they going to do in season twenty nine? Right, season twenty nine, you- your character has to like you have to kill your character <laughs> to, to like gain every equip every item. You have to like you know sacrifice your character and start a new one. Like what? <laughs> it's it's Diablo. It could happen. You don't know. I am talking without pushing the button. Regardless. Um, <laughs> It is interesting. It is. It's. It's really fascinating to look at the way the seasons. Like, keep in mind too that see, this is season twenty-eight. The first themed season was season fourteen, so this is the fourteenth themed season. Uh, it's interesting to see how they went from more goblins to this. Um, and there have been some wild ones along the way. Like there was the one that basically gave you the set bonus from the two piece, like, you know, there was a two piece set bonus that they gave you that allowed you to basically not have to use that set and thus completely change up how you were doing your talents and stuff. And then like that would expand it out to the point where there was one that you suddenly got extra canized cube slots. I really uh, enjoyed that one. That one was really fun. Uh, and it just, it's been fascinating to watch the progression of this. I, I'm really curious to see what they do in Diablo four with seasons because they're going to have seasons mm-hmm. in Diablo four guys. And I'm like, cause you, you've got, they, they obviously don't want the game to just be Diablo three again. I totally get that. Nobody wants that. Cause if you're going to do that, just keep doing Diablo three. Hmm. You know, if you're just going to give us the exact same game, then, then we already <laughs> had that game. Uh, so I definitely think, you know, there's not a bad idea to try and change it up. It's not a bad idea to harken back to a game that everybody really liked, but at the same time, you don't want to forget all the lessons you learned doing all this content. That's like 14 seasons with themes. That's, that's, that's wild. And we've seen it creep into like other games. Like we've seen it creep into like wow. Um, I'd say that season four of Shadowlands was very much like a Diablo season, uh, with the dungeons, with the special like the, the special raid and dungeon stuff going on in the faded raids. That felt really interesting to me. It felt almost like Diablo seasony, where yes, you've got some negative stuff happening, but you also have some stuff you can use to to actually make the fights go faster. Oh, for sure. And you know, it just, it, it is to me a really interesting thing. And I want to see how they continue it in Diablo four, but I don't know how that's going to be. Um, it does. It does feel like Diablo four seasons are going to be a little more like wow patches in that. Like this season is going to have uh, like a new zone or a new area. Like they're going to be content, like a little yeah. bite of content mm-hmm. expansion as well as maybe new mechanics. Yeah, that's, that is fair. That does seem to be what they're aiming for. So yeah, who knows what we'll get. We'll, we'll see it when we see it. Not very long now. Like March is coming, guys, and then that's three months till the game comes out. One oh. thing I wonder about the Diablo beta is it is in March, and the game is out in June. That's a long time between the beta and the game. Like, are we going to get another round of beta weekends, I wonder? I don't know, but maybe. I don't I, mean, I don't know either. I mean, it might make sense to, to do this beta and then... Mm-hmm see what happens like did did something reveal itself to be because i mean that's been the thing with diablo betas for a while mm-hmm. going back over all the diablo 3 betas that i've seen in the last say four years 
half the time they do a, a beta, it, it's like the, the intense week of beta, and mm-hmm. then they just go live with it, and it's fine. Half the time they do the intense week of beta, and it, everything breaks. And so they delay the season for another month because yeah, we gotta we gotta make this actually not break everything. Uh, the the Tempest season, the Trials of the Tempest, I always sticks in my head for that. Like it, it just the season never ended. It was like it was like nineteen weeks. It was like tied for second longest ever uh, because right. they intended to release it several weeks earlier, but nope, everything broke. So maybe that's what they're they're hedging their bets on that one. Who knows? Mm. But um, I think unless you guys have anything else to say about that. We're going to talk a little bit about Diablo Immortal. You okay with that? Yeah. Okay. Diablo Immortal's getting fishing. <laughs> They're getting more than fishing. Uh, but that's the post they put up is literally grab a rod fishing debuts in Diablo Immortal. That's the post. The headline for the post they put up is that. It doesn't mention in the headline all the other stuff that's coming, but quite a bit of other stuff is coming. There's like something like 36 new legendary items. Uh which are in hell difficulty eight, I want to say. Um, but you've got a bunch of stuff for everybody. Uh, I haven't played all these classes, but you know, it's, it's cool to see that they, they're adding a new gear that way. They're doing a completely complete redesign of the rune system in Diablo Immortal because hmm. um, quite frankly, I don't think the rune system in Diablo Immortal has been that compelling. Uh, I think it's been really hard to get runes. There's obviously because of the nature of Diablo Immortal as a, a free to play mobile game. It, we, we've, we've kind of gone off on monetization in several podcasts in the past. I feel like you've heard it. And if you want to hear our thoughts on monetization, we have an entire backlog of podcasts, but I don't think you can ignore the fact that Diablo mortals runes and runic systems and everything to do with character power is gated behind stuff that you bypass with, with spending money. That's just a fact. Uh, and so they're redoing it. They're removing stuff like fading embers. They're they're using them directly to just buy things and craft things. They're, they're changing up a lot of stuff here. Uh, I don't know how it will end up working. Um, quite frankly, looking at this, I I don't know how this is going to end up for players. But it's based on the fact that community feedback were like we we don't have we don't get the runes we need. We we don't use the runes we're getting we end up with bags full of runes we don't need or want and we can't make the ones we do want uh you've got to fix this or you know you know eventually people will stop playing i mean you know it's great that some people are spending a ton of money on your game but nevertheless uh this isn't fun so we'll see how the system upgrades and, and how it changes uh, have either of you read on this? I'm assuming you probably have. I, I have not. I mean, I'm not actively playing Immortal. Yeah. One of the things that I think is a real shame about the monetization system is that Immortal is actually a really fun game. It's a really good Diablo game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a Diablo MMO. It's this big multiplayer thing where you can form guilds and clans and hang out with your friends. This is an awesome amazing game and it's such a shame that it's really locked up behind okay if you want to advance at any speed you've got to give us money because it, it's real yeah. frustrating it wouldn't even be so frustrating and and again i think that the change to the runic system mm-hmm. it's a band-aid because yeah. it's not going to fix this essential problem is that the game will not stop nagging me about spending money yeah. on it like yeah. nobody wants to play a game that ta- taps you on the shoulder every five minutes to go you know, you wouldn't have to be doing this if you forked over five bucks. 
And it's like, <laughs> why are you telling me that I should skip the game? <laughs> the, the, the whole point of this is I'm playing it. If I'm playing it, I should not be constantly being told that the playing it is dumb and I could avoid it if I would just give you money. That, that is not, that's not good. You shouldn't, that's, that's just not. So I, I, that's why I'm not truly invested in Diablo Immortal right now, but I did, I really did enjoy it. And it, it had a lot of cool stuff going on. It was a fun little MMO, quite frankly. Uh, yeah. The fact that it had smaller group content was, was something I thought was really wonderful. So yeah, I mean, it, it has dungeons and raids and it's mm -hmm. just really neat. It's a neat game. They have they have made a few incremental improvements. Oh yeah, the they have. Yeah, and they're still doing so. This patch yeah. itself is going to be more incremental improvements and fishing. I, I don't I don't get why fishing was the lead <laughs> on this post. I don't. It's just uh, it's certainly well, it's new to the Diablo universe. Yeah. So there is that. But then at just, the same time, it, it seems like every MMO has to have fishing at some point, and now it's yeah. just finally come to Diablo. How I mine for fish. Yep, how I mine for fish. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Uh, but so anyway, that's that's happening. Um, I think we'll we'll move on to talking about World of Warcraft. Well, there's not a ton of news right now. We're waiting for news mm -hmm. on when 10.0.7 is going to drop because last week we talked about the uh, the the changes coming to various classes. I think you know they're still making changes as this goes on, but uh, at some point mm -hmm. they I think they'll nail in on what they are expecting 10.0.7 to be. And we'll get a release date on it. I feel like it has to release in March. Oh, right? absolutely. It has to release yeah. in March. Uh, just to keep up with the schedule. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm going to turn it. I'm going to actually ask you guys both. Uh, this time I will ask you two questions. Um, when do you think is the optimal time for 10.0.7 to launch? When Ooh. would you most th think it would be best to, uh, to come out? And uh, whichever one of you wants to start talking first, go. I don't know that there's a really good answer for that question. The problem is... is that that is a very complicated question. I don't know when the best time would be, like, because what 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 all is coming with ten point seven, right? Like, we're getting a lot of balance changes, a lot of class changes. Uh, what are the things are releasing with it? the uh, broken shore? Not the broken shore. Uh, the, the forbidden, forbidden reach. reach. Forbidden Come reach. <laughs> right. Like, if it was just class balance changes, I'd say like you know now. <laughs> um. But I don't know. Yesterday, yeah. Like, I, I mean, Liz and I are in the camp where we want those changes now. Um, I I keep trying to convince my raid leader to can we just like pause progression until ten oh seven so that I can get all these cool paladin changes? And he keeps saying no. It's really it's a real bummer. I just I want it to be out now. It very is. It's terribly inconsiderate. Well, now you're his boss, so you I mean you can yell at him. <laughs> Uh, but honestly, I, probably in my post about writing about why they should, we should pause progression, <laughs> but, uh, honestly, like probably mid March, I think would probably be where I would, where, where I would aim personally. Liz, you're I mean, on this. We're, we're also getting uh holiday updates, which we have not seen anything about. I'm actually really curious about that, even though it may not be much, but I, we've, it's been so long since we've seen any holiday updates. That I just I want to know what's happening. I want to see what gets updated and if it's anything cool. And also, I want new cosmetics. I always want new cosmetics. Uh, I think mid March is almost certain. I my 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 guess is mid March. All right. Uh, my personal thought is the last week of March. 
just to line it up. Like they seem to be heading for the 24th of various months every time mm-hmm. they do something nowadays. So I'm I'm thinking sometime the last the last week of of March is when it's going to come out. Whether or not that's the best time for it to come out. I, mm-hmm. I, the reason I asked you guys the question is like I can't actually come up with an answer to it. So I was hoping you guys would, and instead you've made me more confused. Kudos, <laughs> congratulations. Um, but yeah, while we're talking about that, since we're talking about cosmetics, uh, there's a lot of new traders post rewards for March and and beyond that have been data mined up. Um, Liz provided a host of them in in her response to the email, so we we it's- can. It's it's funny because Matt linked one article about new stuff in the trading post, and I was like, there are so many though, and I yeah. linked like five more. Yeah, and I'm sitting there going, oh god, now I have to read all these. Uh, but I mean, yeah. I I don't think we know when any of them are coming out. I don't think we nope. know which of these are in March or beyond. It's yeah, just there's know. been a ton, yeah. a ton of data mining. Yeah, we don't know if any of them are in March. Mm. Uh, yeah, the one that's that true. grabbed my that grabbed my attention of all of these is the unused recolors of popular weapon mods models coming to the trading post. And you look at them and like one of them is the, uh, the fist weapon from going back to like burning crusade. Cause that's the, uh, that's the Gertog one. That's, that's like, wow. Okay. Um, there's a, just, just, there's a lot of stuff in here. Um, you haven't, I haven't seen like a, the greater draconic morning star, the greater draconid morning star. I have not seen that thing. That the, the 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 thing that it looks like that model is is a cataclysm model. Um, it's a mace that dropped a cataclysm, and I have not seen it since. Like I think it's off of uh, it's off of Deathwing. This drops off Deathwing. It's one of the mm-hmm. it's one of the last items that dropped. So yeah, I was like, wow, that that I was not expecting to see that. Um, so yeah, there is a a lot of stuff here that I was like, like wow, okay, yeah, the the um. The cosmetic sword called Apocalypse. Um, at this point, guys, you you have kind of used this model enough times. Uh, that's the model from <laughs> this one's from Nax uh, ten slash twenty five. Uh, the sword Armageddon. They're using it again. Uh, they've done it like uh, several times now. But it's a it's a beautiful sword. I'm not surprised they're reusing it. But you know, you could reuse other things. You could give us that you know that pink and sparkly Ashkandi I've wanted forever. Just saying. Um, but but yeah, just the, the fact that they're doing this. Gives me hope that someday they'll go back to the the various models that they had in the files for Wrath of the Lich King that didn't drop anywhere and have never dropped. We we never got half of them. We got some of them. Like one of them became the mace reward. If you did the Queldalar quest, but you couldn't equip a sword at all, there's a two-handed mace option. Um, and that mace option it, it worked for both, you know, casters and non-casters. You could get a caster version or a non-caster version. But that that mace model was in. It was basically supposed to be a a, a raid at the Nexus. Like there was supposed to be like not just a just, not just fighting Malagos. There was supposed to be like a raid in the Nexus. There were drops for all sorts of stuff from the Nexus that never came out, and there was drops from Alduar that never came out. I I have complained about one sword in particular that the NPCs in Alduar get to use to hit you, and you never get it. You can't get it off of them. You can't even loot. Not even as a cosmetic. So yeah, seeing that they're bringing in more recolors and stuff makes me like very hopeful that they'll start bringing in other things that 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 just never made the game. Um, but it's a good place for it too, right? Like it's a yeah, it's a good way to to sort of like add stuff like that that they always wanted to but never could, and now they don't have to really associate it with like a piece of content or anything like that. It's just there. Like the trading post is a really cool addition because of that. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so either of you, anything you particularly have se- seen and going, Ooh, wow, I can't wait to talk about that or want to see that really right away. Uh, well, there is that. a, there is a battle spoon, which is a giant spoon that you hit people with. I, it's a two handed staff. So, I mean, I'm a paladin. I can't use stabs, but I kind of want it. I kind of want to have a battle spoon to go into battle with a giant spoon. I could use it on my warrior. That is true. That is true. Can you can you transmog staffs over pole arms? I forget. Over everything. Uh, over yes. two handed. Over two handed. Over swords, all the two handed. Uh, yep. If it's a two hander, you so, can transmog a staff to it. Uh, so I may I may be riding into battle with my yeah. battle spoon. As, as a fury as warrior, into this. Yeah. As a fury <laughs> warrior, I have on numerous occasions transmogged to two of those staffs that are just fell puppies on sticks. <laughs> Like Jadum, I think it's called. Yeah, it's it's like the. Fell I know puppy. what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I transmog to the, the two of them all the time and just hit people with them. Because, you know, it's like, <laughs> fell puppy, fell puppy, fell puppy. And it's my other fell puppy. He's got two. <laughs> oh, can he have two? It's a staff. Yeah, so, yeah, fell puppy, fell puppy. But uh, did Joe say anything? Liz mentioned the battle spoon. Did you pick out anything, say anything that was cool, Joe? Uh, no, I don't. I don't really have anything particularly to call out. Oh, well. I'm giving you a grumpy look right now. You can give me a grumpy. <laughs> you can give me a grumpy look. Like the thing that I'm most excited about of the upcoming patches is, is class changes, man. We'll talk about them. I mean, I just want more healing. Like okay. I mean, I, I feel I'm trying not to be, like quote unquote beat dead horse, and I feel like I've done that a lot this expansion. There's a lot of uh, healing balance changes that I'm looking forward to going live. Like a lot of them, uh, because this entire expansion, and I understand that Drakthir are the new hotness. But I feel like, you know, I'm feeling super far behind the other healing classes right now. Uh, and I, it, it feels bad. And I'm just looking forward to getting my buffs and getting, you know, some tweaks in place and, and getting some things to make that, that gap a little less obvious. So, all right. I will talk about one thing really quick before we then move on to doing some questions. Uh, they've data mined out some pets that are going to be sometime in spring. These pets will be on the trading post in one way or another. There's egg Bob, who is basically Egbert from the, uh, children's week, uh, quest rewards. If you've ever did those, he's kind of like a, like a plane strider in its egg. So, you know, little tiny baby bird thing. It's messed up, but fun and cute. Uh, there's Pippin, who is a recall, a recolor of the Alarma dog, who is a, Actually, lovely Scooby-Doo colored version of that dog, and it's a robo-dog. So if you want to have a robot dog, there you go. It's got a collar that's quite impressive and terrifying. Uh, then there's the Pandaren Monk, which that's not cool, guys. You can't just tell, make a Pandaren Monk follow you around and be your pet. Well, that's weird, but you're doing it yeah, anyway, apparently. That used to be a pet, air quotes there, in the store and it, they yeah. pulled it off the store, but now you can get it in the trading post. So you can still have, uh, you can still enslave a Pandaren and have him follow you around. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. He won't fight for you. I mean, you can make him fight like tiny things, which is also <laughs> weird. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, man, this is, this is, this, this isn't right. You can't use the squire in battle pet stuff. Can you like the, the, the squire or gruntling? From, I don't from the actually know. That would just be bizarre, and I don't think that that should be allowed. You can't Pokemon fight with like an actual child. That's just no. <laughs> I've got to draw the line there. But in addition to the the Pandaren Monk and the Robot Dog and the Eggshell Bird, there's a uh, small Ragnaros, 
little Ragnaros, uh, he's he's actually available. And what's really interesting to me is that Ragnaros doesn't move when you when you have Ragnaros, little Ragnaros out as your pet. He doesn't go anywhere. Like you run away from him, he just stays there for a while, and then he just vanishes. He goes into the ground <laughs> and then comes back up yeah, where he, you are. He does he does the uh, the Bugs Bunny uh, tunneling thing, except yeah. it's pools of lava. And also, you can use him as a cooking fire. Yes, you can use him it's as a cooking true. fire. So, you know, if you don't have him, you can get him, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, this is another thing. They're taking a lot of things that used to be in the shop and putting them in the trading post, which, uh, I don't know, is I, I, I'm so excited for new things. And the problem is things in the shop. I've been playing this game so long that I have collected quite a few of them already. So it's like, yeah. give me that new stuff, new yeah. stuff. That's why I'm like constantly super excited about the recolors because I probably have the original, but now yes. I get to have it in another color. Finally, it will match. Uh, I have a hailstorm, but now it's purple. This means it will match things. All the colors. So yeah, um, but at this point, we're going to move on and I think take a couple of emails here um, and other questions. In fact, I don't think I think only one of these was an email. Uh, if y'all have a question for the site, um, for to this show in particular, uh, you can send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line. Uh, podcast of Blizzard Watch, so we know that it's for this show and not the the seventeen other podcasts we might be doing at a moment's notice. Who knows anymore? Uh, I just live in a little booth with like a microphone over my head, just recording everything I say, just in case. Um, but uh, if you'd rather use Discord, because some people don't want to write mails, uh, you can go to our two Discord channels. Uh, the first up is the Patron Q and Podcast Questions channel, and uh, that one is for people who support us on patreon because you know that's why we can continue to do this site and thus you know we like to give you guys a little reward for it and that reward is getting to listen to us answer your questions <laughs> sometimes i don't know how much of a reward that is but you know please keep doing it um and then if you you know can't support us on patreon but you know you still like the show and you still tell people about it and listen to it and want to ask us a question we do have the q and podcast questions channel as well uh, you just, you know, go ahead and ask in there and we'll, we will look there too. We did this week. So, um, we usually right about now, there's various ways we've done this lately. I've been kind of ar arbitrary. So I am going to do a dice roll. Do, 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 uh, okay. Which one of you wants to be above 10 and which one of you wants to be below 10? Cause I'm only going to do 20. I'll take the low roll above. Uh, we, we were totally in sync there, Joe. We were. Yes. Here we go. Uh, 18. So no, I guess that's so you, Liz. I, I guess that is. Here is a question from Jack Jack. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Wow, currency. Why do we have so many? Do you think Blizzard should, could retire some? How would you streamline the 275 different currencies we have? Uh, I can say for certain we have too many currencies. There are so many. Why? Why do these all exist? Uh, I actually think Blizzard has done a pretty good job by m making a lot of them so we don't get them in our inventory, so we don't have to like manage currencies. I think they could do that for more currencies and just make it convenient. So, you know, it's a tab on our character sheet. You can go in, see how much you have, and you don't have to have a stack of stuff in your inventory. I mean, what do y'all think? How can we make currencies better? easier simpler not have them like it, it's, it's <laughs> I, I, I i'm not trying to be like shitty about it or anything like that but there are just way too yeah. many and it's it's been a problem it was a problem years ago it's a problem now 
and while it's gotten better, it's not great. The The problem with currencies, and I understand the intention behind it, it's, it's supposed to be a gate for, you know, time spent in game to, you know, purchasing certain things. It's supposed to incentivize you to spend more time in game doing things to earn X reward or whatever the case is. But there are just too many of them. There are too many of them to keep track of. There are too many of them to... To, to know about and especially even recently like in the last several expansions i mean every single tier there's new currency and it feels like we're backsliding to wrath of the lich king right and maybe some players like that i'm not one of them i i think there you know there could be other ways of doing it that don't involve a random currency that is another thing that you have to keep track of and hope you have the exact number of and then you know, maybe go back and farm uh, later on because you forgot to grab mm. something. It's it's just too much. Like it, it to me, it's too much. And I don't know what the elegant solution is besides f- removing them. Like, why do we need them at this point? The even the the trading post. The trading post is a set of currency, and and while it's less egregious than the others because you just do stuff and get rewards, it's still a currency. So I don't know. And plus what you're saying, like if we have to have currencies, if it's if they go back and just anything that needs to take up a bag space no longer takes up a bag space, maybe mm-hmm. I'll be a little bit happier about it. But I don't know. I I, I currencies and MMOs, period, are weird. They always have been. There's just so many of them. So many. I just opened my currency tab and I was scrolling through. I have uh, 70,000 coalescing visions. What am I supposed to do with this stuff? Mm-hmm. It's just gonna, that's it's that's actually seven. that's the issue for me. They never go that's away. They're the there, thing, yeah. right? They're yeah. there, and you can't do anything with them, especially when you get to a certain point. Like back in when when coalescing visions were a deal back in that's uh that's Battle of Azeroth, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When they were a deal, you could hit a point where you didn't. There was no point to them anymore. You could, you know, mm-hmm. I've done, I've I've gone and fought Nizoth uh, in the in those dream things by myself. Oh, a million times i have done this i don't need to do it anymore because there's nothing for me i've gotten all the powers i can i i've gotten all the gear i'm gonna get uh you know my cloak is as good as my cloak can get there is no point to this and now it will just stay in my bed in my little tally forever and there's like all those other things too that dropped that weren't technically currency, but were like, you know, this vial of, you know, that you need to, to trigger the event. It's like, there should always be a recycling place. You remember when they <laughs> used to have, uh, I think it was Valor points where you'd get to an end of a season or, or whatever the, the, and they would the convert it was, to gold and they would convert it to gold. Mm-hmm. And then you would just continue yeah. to earn the same currency after that. And it would just apply to everything, but it reset your value. I'd be fine with a system like that coming back too. Yeah, make everything say, one currency. If if it was recycle, if you basically could just recycle it, like you know, that's what that is. When you have valor points, and then at the end of the thing, they're like, okay, we're going to refund uh, you. You know, if you if you have valor points and you haven't spent them, you're going to get gold at this level. And it, it wasn't ever going to break the bank. I think one time I had like a lot of valor points, but it and feels I got, like, less bad than a bad than having gold. This feels less bad than having a thousand coalescing visions laying around. Yeah, well, that's my point is it's like, it, it's not going to ever, like, you know, it's not going to be like, now I'm just rolling in the gold from all my, my, my currency conversion, but having a place where you could go and just dump all that stuff off and, and get 
something that you, that's actually got some use now, even if it's just to pay for repairs for your armor, is is still better than we now have. You know this, and when you go to the Forbidden Reach, you will find Reach gemstones, and each gemstone in the Reach gemstones, you know, can be traded in for fabulous items. So it's a currency. You're 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 giving me a currency again, but these ones are gemstones, <laughs> and they you know they're so magical and powerful that they don't stack. So they're, they're, so they're per gemstone. So they're toonies. They're, they're toonies <laughs> instead gone. of loonies. Got it. Dear, why are you doing this oh. to me? And it takes 300 of these gemstones. I don't have that many bags. <laughs> what are you doing to me? We're going to literally have to migrate back and forth for the bank just to get, just to buy this thing. Listen, I just want to mine for fish. Okay. I don't need to crack a thousand currencies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so my, my, if I were coming up with this thing, with a thing to do, I would steal Joe's idea, which I was actually about to say anyway, um, and <laughs> probably break back to something like there's one or two currencies per the entire expansion. And when we go to a new place, uh, they reset. And if you hadn't spent them, you get some gold or maybe like maybe there's a crucible of awesome that you can go to and go, here's all my coalescing <laughs> visions. And they go, here's one thing that that gives you a, a glow when you were in combat. Okay, that's nice. You know, maybe it could have like you know temporary cosmetic event, you know, experiences. The vendor who you know you shovel in eighty five thousand, uh, you know, coalescing visions, and he spits out a you know now you're purple. Okay, <laughs> sure, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but regardless, I... just just a way to to clear out all this stuff so you don't feel like I'm just dragging it around with you forever. The only thing is, like, what if you actually want some of these rewards that cost things, currencies from previous expansions? You don't expansion. have to go How turn them you? in. You don't, you know, that's why I hmm. said there should be a guy to go to. You don't or, have to go to that guy. Or they're all the same thing. You just earn the current currency. And if you want to spend on something old, you go back and spend the currency on something old. I am. Yeah, like, for nice. a little while, they had that in, I don't remember which expansion, but before they switched to the thing where you had to, like, you could only earn honors, like, through very specific things. I used to have a bunch of honor points that I would spend on PVP gear from previous expansions. Yeah. I did that all the time. Um, I got several looks. Uh, for, I remember getting like specifically Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King looks with just honor that I was earning in Ashran. Like just running around doing Ashran, getting honor, and then I wasn't buying PVP gear with it because I didn't care. Like my, yeah, I mean, my, my tier gear was good enough. It didn't have all the uh, stuff you, you expect on PVP gear, but it was good enough that I could PVP in it. Hmm. And then I could spend the, the, the points on looks that I wanted. And then they changed it. So you can do that anymore. And I was like, wow, that's why I so many people were still... doing watchtowers. Remember the watchtowers people were doing? Yeah. Uh, with, yeah. Like, you know, that, that was in Legion. That's when I remember them making the change. You, you you had to get specific new honor tokens to do it. You couldn't just have a bank of honor points and spend them. So you can still do it, but you have to do it. Like you have to be doing it right now. I had a backlog. I had so many points to spend. I could just buy whatever I wanted as long as it wasn't current. Like, you know, was it bothering anybody that I had like a mace from like three expansions ago? I mean, I didn't think it was doing any harm, but regardless, it isn't doable. Anymore. But yeah, that, that's my answer to the whole currency thing. All right, so I guess that means we move on to the next one, huh? Yep, that means you're up. All right, this one comes from Pliskin86, who I really hope still has escaped from New York successfully. Uh, I have been maining a Frost DK since Cataclysm, and this is the first expansion I have had to read up on specs, 
rotation, etc. to even get above 20k DPS. Tanks and healers are beating me on DPS. I tried Unholy, same issue. Is anyone else having these issues? I'm trying to boost my DPS to raid with my guild and learn the fights, but my low DPS hinders the guild. I know today buffs went live, though I'm not sure how much of an impact this will make. Uh, your sentiment is one that a lot of players have been sharing uh, in general. It's for everybody that's having a good time this expansion. There are people that are having a bad time adjusting to this expansion as well. Uh, I think Liz and I have been talking about this a lot from the healer aspect of it, but DPS are definitely not immune to it. The new talent system, the reworking of everything has very much complicated uh, the playstyle for a lot of players, right? It's not simplified and streamlined like it was before uh instead it does require a lot more involvement a lot more forethought and unfortunately as a result of that uh a lot more reliance on gear and uh making sure that your talents support the gear that you have as well which is why there are more balance changes coming for the classes uh that's why they're still looking at it they're still trying to find that sweet spot to put everything back together it's it's an uphill battle right like it's it's a constant. And we I think we talked about this when the talent system was first announced and when the the expansion was, you know, not even we, we had just had it announced and we knew what was coming a little bit. We talked about how this is going to be such a major change for so many players and so many classes that it's going to take a while for everything to come together and get to a point where everybody is. Uh, I don't want to say everybody's going to be happy because that ain't going to happen. Uh, this is not how things work. You can't you can't make everybody happy, but where most people are happy and capable of doing what they want to do with their class. We're not quite there yet for everyone. It's still being balanced and still being looked at. So, yeah, and I mean, one of the, the upside of the new talent system is there's a lot more flexibility to come up with a different build. Mm hmm. That does what you wanted to do rather than just here's three talents on this tier, pick one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The downside is that there's three talents on this tier, pick one, is a lot easier to balance. Mm -hmm. There's a reason they went to that model. They didn't just go to that model because they hate fun and want you to be unhappy. <laughs> they they went to that model because it is just easier to balance it. Uh there's three options, you know. And and even then, I, I know we all knew this when there were three options on a tier you almost always picked one of them and it was mm -hmm. the same one you know, this one yep. was always better and this is less cut and dried in that way. But it also means there's a lot of room for, well, in this situation, you want to build that does this, but unfortunately this fight is not multi-target at all. Whereas this fight has a light cleave element. Uh, and however, this fight has heavy cleave and it, it just, you can be sitting there. I sit there sometimes going, okay, I do not have the mental bandwidth to change my my spec every fight. And and then I am doing that literally right now. Every fight yeah. we go to, I have a different spec. Yeah, and it's just I'm just too tired to to switch every fight. Like I went and we did uh heroic t Taros and I I just used my uh my AoE spec not because I knew it would do good damage because I knew it wouldn't, but because I was like the AoE spec A has more stuff in it that will keep me from dying. Uh, cause my, one of my trinkets is like, a, it's actually technically a tanking trinket. It shoots out this big blast of fire and hits everything around me. And then I get a damage shield based on everything I hit. So mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's perfect. I want that for Terra. Are you kidding me? The fight where I'm constantly almost dead. I definitely want to, I want a freaking damage shield, but more importantly, it's like, if I, I, I would literally be spending 20, like 20 minutes every night 
just switching talents per you know all these different bosses and these different mechanics like the aoe spec for is for the council because we have to hit all four of them and you want to get them down as evenly as possible so i don't want to do a ton of target switching especially since i already have to mark uh lightning girl dathea yeah whatever her name is i have to mark her for interrupts she's my focus so i have a macro where i hit I hit my interrupt and it hits my focus target, not my target. Mm -hmm. It it switches, hits her, and then goes back to what I'm doing. And it's already more complicated than I like. And now you want me to like switch. Okay. But only use that spec here and then go do something else. No, I I just, I can't, it's just too much. It's too much like, you know, mental grinding. And I, I get why you're looking like I, I've, this is the first expansion in a long time where I've just gone to wowhead and looked at what their specs are and said, okay, uh, I'll make a couple changes here because I will not go without these these uh, healing abilities. But basically, I'm just going to use their specs because it's just there's so many possible options. There's a complete fury spec that's about getting rid of raging blow, which is like what raging blow? You just don't have it. And yeah, <laughs> there, there's a spec where you just straight up trade it away. It's like you know now your auto attack damage is is higher. I'm like you you just do that. You just turn on a given ability away for more auto attack damage. You can do that. And yeah, you can. So it's not just you, man. It is not. And it's not, you're not bad because this is happening. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's make that perfectly clear. Like there's a lot of people that, that feel that it makes them bad players. You're not a bad player. It's a lot of adjusting. It is a lot of adjusting and it takes time. And there's a learning curve to it. One thing that I have found learning to play retribution, which I've, I've always played this paladin that I have now is holy, but occasionally I need to go retribution for various reasons. I'm not very good at it, but one of the things I found is that I play worse. I do less damage if I'm playing a meta build because it features like retribution paladin currently, you know, has some cooldown reliance and is reliant on, you know, kind of appropriately timing things and just getting a tight timing. And I don't play it often enough to get really good about, okay, when am I casting execution sentence and getting this perfect, so I have this perfectly lined up multiple cooldown burst window. I have found that I actually perform better if I take a simpler build that is not as good, according to many people, because I can understand it, I can execute it better, and I can't yeah. execute some of some mm-hmm. things very well because yeah. I don't play it enough. I don't practice it enough. One way to put it is that there there are builds that are absolutely super optimal. They will mm-hmm. obviously they will when played correctly do the most DPS. But keep in mind that you know you are not in like the top zero point one percent of raiders. If you are, then I don't know why. You know, what can I possibly tell you, man? You know more about the game than I do. I admit it. But, you know, most people are just, you know, they're not at that level. And if you have latency issues, if you just have focus issues, if, you know, you've already got a lot to keep track of, sometimes simpler will allow you to perform better. You know, it doesn't, it's not what is the absolute best. If you get all the stars to align, it's this thing, I can do it and I can get the damage to be at least respectable. And that's the thing is a lot of times you're like, my DPS is so low in absolute terms. You're doing like, you look at the chart and that's that guy did 55 K DPS. I'm, I could barely crack 30, but you're, you, it's actually not that far apart in terms of how much damage you're doing. It's just stuff like, okay, I had to stop and run away. He's got a ton mm-hmm. of dots. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't, you know, there's, 
there are elements to everyone's damage and, and the way that their class plays that can make you feel like, oh, I'm just garbage. I'm doing horrible. And then you actually look at the raw damage. You're like, oh, well, he did 12 million damage during that whole fight. I only, I did 10. 10's not bad. It just looks worse because I have a lot of dead spots. And I have dead spots because, again, I had to move. You know, mm-hmm. if you're like a ranged caster, you had to move. You know, you couldn't, if you stood there and kept casting, you were going to die. And that's, all that stuff is important to keep in mind. It's, it's, it's never, I mean, sure. Sometimes you are just screwing up. I screw up. Sometimes I just, we are human. This is inevitable. It will happen. I have, I have wiped the raid accidentally many times. It is a thing. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we had somebody like during a council poll, somebody fished up the frog. Uh, yeah, have you guys I, done that? <laughs> Liz, do you want to tell the story? I mean, I it's know, not much time. of a story. I I was just Liz, like uh, Liz noticed the pool. I I was just like, oh, there's a fishing pool on my map. I should go over there, and everyone just no. The entire raid was the like, very, no. The very first pool we ever did on console, uh, Aiden, uh, one of our demon hunters, fished up the thing because he didn't know because he had the same pro. He like had the same thought. He's like, oh, there's a fishing thing here. I'm just gonna fish, and then the I counter should pulled. click it. <laughs> Because it's an MMO. We mine for fish. This is how this works. Yes, yes. <laughs> we see a thing on the mini-map, and we go do it, because that's why it's there. Uh, but yeah, apparently you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, we actually did One it. One day. So we had the giant frog there, and he doesn't do a lot of damage, but he just takes it so much damage to kill. Yep. He takes like 10 times the damage it would take to kill the, raid, uh-huh. the bosses, and if you ignore him, he will just sleep you and stun you and mess you up. Uh, I don't know what he was doing, but it was just bad. So yeah, we actually had to like to, to basically just like reset and then you know like leave and f- wait for him to go away. Basically, if in five minutes he goes away. <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyway, um. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. It is not. It's not just you, and it is not. You're yeah, not alone. There's a lot to it. There's a lot going on with this game, and and a lot of it's really great. But you were seeing the talents and so forth. But regardless. Uh, but I think that's going to have to be it because we're already over time. Um, I'm unfortunate we still have two emails that I would have liked to have gotten through, but we did answer two, and that's good. Uh, so, Joe, if you don't mind. Let's do the thing. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. Your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, Thank you to both Joe and Liz for being here on the podcast as always and and making sure that we actually have coherent conversation and not just a rambling nutter talking for like, you know, an hour. Cause man, that would not be great. I don't know. Um, I've listened to our podcast, our podcast reviews on more watch. I think somebody, people, some folks out there want us to ramble. Yeah, but <laughs> it's still better when there's two people doing it. And so just, That's fair. Uh, That's fair. but you know, regardless, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you for being here, supporting the show, you know, leaving reviews. Uh, that's a great thing to do, by the way, leave reviews for, Oh yeah. For all of our various podcasts. Um, I don't think we're going to get to another Tavern Watch this month, but we did a bunch last last month. I think we did like two. We did two last month. Uh, yep. So you can go catch those up. It's actually pretty interesting. It's about the uh, the OGL situation with, with D&D and 5e. We, we did quite a bit of talking about that. And it's I think it's worth listening to, quite frankly. Um, but yeah, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Uh, if you have a question for this podcast, you can send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com or you can go to our Discord. We've got our 
Patreon Q and Podcast Questions channel or our Q and Podcast Questions channel. You can ask in either of those as well. Uh, or you can do what some people do and DM me or, you know, at me on Twitter or email me directly, which is not ideal because my, my, my mailbox is a terrifying place full of demons and, and spam emails about, you know, Bolivians. Uh, I don't know what's going on there, but nonetheless, I do look. Uh, regard, I do look. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys so much for being here with us, and we'll see you next week. 